On this episode of Hoop Dreams, we are talking the return of the NBA season. I am very excited to bring to you guys the most recent updates on the league and what the NBA is planning on doing. From an official start date, to how the NBA league calendar will look, to what we might see during the playoffs. Maybe even a new format, perhaps. On Hoop Dreams, we have you covered with all the answers to your questions. Hope everyone enjoys episode 13. Let's go. Welcome to Hoop Dreams, an unwrapped sports podcast and your mainstay for all things basketball. Here's the guys, Mark Belleville and Steve Lewis. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Hoop Dreams. This is episode 13. Today is Monday, May 25th. It is Memorial Day, so happy Memorial Day to everybody out there. Um, if you're listening or tuning into this live on our live stream, we are on Twitter and Facebook right now. Um, I am actually redoing this live stream um, and this recording because uh, the first one, my mic was turned off. So um, here we go. We're going to give it a shot again. Here's, here's, for, here's to round two. Um, I think we're good to go. Um, if not, if you guys can't hear me, let me know in the comments below. But I believe I got everything fixed up and, and we should be good to go. Um, wanted to say happy Memorial Day, like I said, to all you guys. And a special happy Memorial Day to all those men and women out there that are fighting um, for us and for our freedoms. Um, we really appreciate what you guys do out there. Um, on today's episode, as you can see, it's a solo mission for myself. Uh, my co-host, Steve Lewis, is not with us. Um, he is uh, a little bit hurt, uh, pulled his back a little bit, got some shoulder issues going on. So, uh, But he's going to make a full recovery. He's fine. And um, I know he wishes he could be here with us uh, because he loves you know, loves going at me and, and, and talking hoops. So um, he'll be back next week for sure. We can't wait to have him back on the show. Um, as far as today's episode, I wanted to get into, um, as you can see by the title up in the corner, I wanted to get into the NBA and their plan to uh, resume the season this year. There's been rumors uh, for the last few weeks or so what the NBA is going to do, how are they going to get all the teams together, uh, where are they going to do it at, what's the format going to be once they return, are we getting into uh, playoff games are we having regular season games so we can figure out some of the seating because other than you know the eastern conference is pretty much set one through eight and the western conference you have teams like memphis and the pelicans that are fighting it out for the eighth seed and that isn't uh, doesn't have everything locked up yet so are they going to give those teams that are sitting outside the playoffs a chance to get into the playoffs so many questions everybody has uh, to be answered um, and if most of you guys are like myself, to be honest, I don't really care what they do as long as the season gets back. I just want to see some NBA basketball. And if they have some sort of tournament, some sort of playoff, some sort of champion at the end of it, I'm sure myself, uh, like all you guys, we're going to be very, very excited to see that. Um, so with the big news uh, that happened over the weekend, Disney has started preliminary talks with Disney um, and the wild world, uh, wide world of sports complex um, over there um, to host the NBA season. It would uh, consist of right now the teams going there, uh, living there, eating there, uh, just staying in one place, basically quarantine there um, and having all the games uh, play there. So, Originally, it started out with, um, I believe this was the rumor a couple weeks ago, was Vegas. Obviously, they have the room to fit all these teams and everything like that. Um, and then Disney, the wild, uh, wide world of sports resort. 
but then they just narrowed it down to just strictly Disney. I thought at first they might do maybe like a Western conference over in Vegas and then the Eastern conference over at Disney. Um, but then you have the travel uh, that, that's into it because obviously whoever comes out of the East would have to play the West and the one team would have to travel to the other team's site. And with everything that's going on, they're trying to make travel, um, let, let have, have less travel um, during that time. And to keep everybody quarantined in one place, that's really, you know, how they want it, want it to go down. Um, also, another big thing that's going into this is is testing. You know, they, they've said that, you know, what what is going to happen if somebody tests positive for COVID-19 while the season's going on? What What do we do? Do we just shut down? Do we continue going on and just isolate that player? Like, we have to be prepared to not do all the work to get the season back up and then just have it all be shut down again because one person tests positive for COVID-19. So we got to take the proper precautions um, that if somebody tests positive, that we can still keep this season going um, and do what we need to do to isolate that certain player and get him the help he needs and, and, you know, the the proper treatment um, for, for the coronavirus there. So um, those questions have have been in place as well. And those will be answered as well going forward here. Um, but it does look like with the talks with Disney that the NBA season is in fact going to resume, um, which is very exciting. I can't wait to this. This I just wanted this season. I thought this season was one of the most exciting seasons that we had going. You finally got rid of kind of the big three era, and we kind of got into like a dynamic duo era where you had LeBron and AD and Kawhi um, and Paul George, and all these teams have you know really two players, Harden and Westbrook. Um, you know, and it wasn't really that big three ever. And it was the most wide open a season has been in the longest time. You had, you know, over the years past, it was always Warriors, 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 Warriors. And then obviously in the Eastern, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James out of the Eastern Conference. We all knew that was going to happen. Um, and we all knew that likely at the end of it, the Warriors were going to come out on top outside of 2016 where LeBron had that unbelievable playoff run and him and Kyrie and those boys came back down from 3-1. Um, so other than that, but it was Warriors, you know, all the time. We just had that. It was always Warriors Cavs, at least. We always knew what it was going to be. And this year we didn't know. Um, we always, you know, a lot of people thought obviously Milwaukee and the Lakers, but that wasn't written in stone because you had teams like the Clippers that could give LA a run for their money. Um, you had teams in the Eastern Conference that I believe could give Milwaukee a run for their money, um, like the Raptors, the Celtics. Um the, the Celtics, for instance, you know, they've they've played the, the Milwaukee Bucks very, very well over the years, dating back to even two years ago where they beat them in a seven-game series um, with young Jason Tatum and young Jalen Brown. Not that they're not young right now, but even younger, uh, rookie Jason Tatum, uh, Tatum in second year, Jalen Brown. So you had a, a team like that. And then Giannis is just, I don't trust him yet because he hasn't shown that he can close and move on and make it to the finals. Even last year, you could have said, you could say they choked against the Raptors. Um, you could easily argue they had the better team last year. Um, they did record-wise, and Giannis was the MVP last season. So until Giannis can prove to me that he can do it, and he can continue to move on in the playoffs and win these big games, and he's you know anything can happen in the, in the Eastern Conference. So it was the most wide-open season that's been in a long time, which makes me very excited to get it back underway. Um, a few dates I want to throw out there to you guys um, that the NBA is looking at in order to get this season done in time to actually get into um, the next season as well. Um, so playoffs uh, for this season, they want to start it and, uh, on Saturday, July 25th. Now, the the new thing that they're saying is the season should resume end of July. 
So this is right on point with that. It says July 25th, which is Saturday, which is right on par for what the NBA does. They always schedule the uh, playoffs to start on a Saturday. So they wanted to start Saturday, and Adam Silver does want to do full seven-game series. You know, there was a lot of talk that maybe the first round will go back down towards um, what they used to do back in the day where it was just a five-game series, which that would have been exciting as well. That would have gave a lot of these teams, these lower seeds, a chance maybe in a first-round matchup to win, especially on a neutral court. So that would have been very exciting. But Adam Silver said that he didn't want – an asterisk to be drawn next to anybody's name, any champion that comes out of this. He didn't want them to have an asterisk next to their name um, because of everything that's been going on, how it's just a shortened season. They didn't finish out the regular season. Certain things could have happened that, you know, but for me, the higher seeded teams and the better teams record wise, like the Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, these, these teams, if they were to win, I think it would be, you know, no asterisk and and if anything, I think it would be better because I mean, how hard is it to just completely stop your season and all your momentum, you know, almost towards the end. And then you take two to three months off and then you're just going to get right back into uh, playing basketball. You know, I think that would be hard, especially doing it at a neutral court, you know, a team like the Los Angeles Lakers who fights all season for home court advantage to potentially have that game seven at Staples center, which is a huge home court advantage. Isn't going to get that. If you have Lakers and, Oklahoma City or who knows who they're going to play. But just for example, in a game seven, I mean, that's that's going to neutral court. I mean, who knows how that's going to turn out? I mean, am I going to bet against LeBron James? No, probably not. But as what I'm saying is on a neutral court, anything can happen. So I think it would only be an asterisk if you had a team like like if the Houston Rockets come out as a six seed this year or something like that, and they end up winning a championship, um, a lot of people will say that, hey, there's an asterisk because they never had to go to the higher seeds home court and they, they, they didn't have to win on the road. Um, so I think people's mindset will be if any one of the higher seed teams wins, it's how it was supposed to be regardless of where they're playing. That's how it was going to turn out. And then if a lower seeded team ends up winning the championship, there's always going to be that asterisk because they're always going to say, well, Hey, this team never had to go on the road. They never really had to win in a hostile environment and things like that. So um, either way, I don't think it's going to knock any of the teams. I mean, I think they'll take it. Whoever wins a championship is a championship. Um, and so I, I think they'll, uh, they'll, they'll truly appreciate that, that championship regardless of how they win it or where they're playing. So um what other, what other thing they want to do is, as far as the seven-game series and making it all the way to the NBA Finals, they want that last game seven in the NBA Finals uh, to be on Sunday, September 20th. Um, now, this is an important date because this is right at the beginning of the NFL season, and their goal is to not have to compete with the NFL because ratings-wise, we all know that that's just suicide right there because the NFL is number one in this country. Um, everybody loves the NFL. Everybody is Sundays. It should be every Sunday should be a holiday. Um, because that's all they do is they sit down by the TV and they watch hours and hours of NFL football. It's just like anything other. And then with the fantasy football that you got going on, you're just involved in all the games. And, um, like I said, ratings wise, it would just be a killer to the NBA. If you had that going up against the NFL, even if it is an NBA finals game, unfortunately. Um, but what they're thinking is that's like the third September 20th is probably the second or third week, I believe, into the NFL season. In their minds, they're thinking that the NFL season isn't going to start on time probably. So that's going to get pushed back. So hopefully that final date, um, you'll have no interference from any other sports leagues and um, you'll have that lone Sunday 
And that's even if it goes seven games, you know, the finals might not go full seven games. It might wrap up during the week or something like that, but that was their kind of thought behind that process and having it at that, that, that time. Um, and that'll give enough time to have those seven game series in every single round. Um, if those games, you know, goes, if those series each go seven games, um, after that, the next really big date in the um, NBA calendar would be the NBA draft, which is going to be kind of weird this year because there hasn't been a combine. Um, there's been no way to truly really like watch players play or scout them other than what we've seen um, throughout their college season uh, this past season or their overseas, if they're an overseas player, what they've done in Europe and, and all these other overseas countries. Um, so there's going to be a lot of probably gate watching of game film film um there's not going to be any individual workouts because obviously travel and going to these things unless unless things open up you know obviously we're talking in september so things can open up uh, but usually if it's in the middle of the nba season like it'll be in the middle of the playoffs it's going to be hard to have somebody in for a workout where your teams are grinding um every day to try to win a championship uh, within these next few months so that that'll be tough and who knows maybe they can work out some virtual workout where they have a zoom call or something like that and the camera is just set up for them to uh, watch the guy play at some one of his home courts or something like that so um we'll see how that turns out but for that date they want uh, the draft to be about four to five days after that final nba uh final nba finals game which would be saturday like i said um, i'm sorry like i said sunday um the 20th of september so they want the draft to either be on the 24th or the 25th of september um so very very quickly they're 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 getting right back into uh, basketball mode as soon as the finals are over and they're drafting right away basically. Um, the next big date on the NBA calendar after the NBA draft is one of my favorite times of year, and I know it's everybody out there. It's their one of their favorite times of year. It's um, it's NBA free agency. Um, so free agency this year they want that to start October first. Um, which free agency usually takes a, a few weeks for really everybody to get signed. I mean, all the big name guys that these teams are are searching for and really trying to get them to come to their teams and working out contracts and stuff. All those big guys are within the first few days, they're all signed and everything like that. Um, so everybody there with NBA free agency, it shouldn't take that long to get that done. So if you say maybe a couple of weeks, that'll get done. And then we'll be into the middle of October, which usually in the middle of October is when the NBA season starts. So that's when you usually start the, you know, what we would have had the would be the 2020, 2021 season would start at that time. Obviously you can't start it that early because you're just coming out of free agency. You need a training camp. Um, you need to get acclimated with your new team. All these free agents and stuff like that need to get acclimated with their new team. So um, you'll have basically what they're going to do is you'll have like a month and a half to two months of training camp, getting ready, preseason games or whatnot. And then the goal, um, like has that has been rumored, would be for the NBA season to start on Christmas Day, uh, which we all know is a huge day for NBA basketball. I believe there's like five games on Christmas Day all the time. So now you're going to come out with a premier day. You know, basketball, um, Christmas Day and basketball is like the NFL and Thanksgiving. Um, all eyes are on it. Um, so that's a perfect, in my opinion, with what is the what cards are dealt for the NBA and the circumstances that they're in. This is my perfect opinion on how they can restart that next season. Now, going into next season, they haven't really said anything about what they plan to do as far as if they plan on getting all 82 games in. 
um, or if they plan on playing a condensed schedule. You know, you had the lockout year in 99 where I think they came back in January and they played um, 50 games in three months, um, which is an absurd amount of games in a short period of time. You're playing a game like every other night um, and then eventually getting into the playoffs. Um, But, you know, if they try to get all 82 games in and get back on the normal schedule where, you know, playoffs start middle of April, they're going to have to cram those 82 games in. You're missing a full, you know, month and a half or almost two months of basketball games that you would normally have on any normal year. That now you're going to cram into those final months of the season. So it'll be interesting to see how they play, how things play out for that uh, for next year, um, and what they're going to do once you know the 2020-2021 season schedule comes out and once that starts up. But um, enough of next year. So let's continue talking about this year. I, um, the next thing I want to talk about is what they might do as far as uh, a playoff format. Um, we know we have the basic one through eight in the East and one through eight in the West, uh, which was a lot of good matchups. But the new thing that came out today was they are talking about having a full um, 16 team, just bunching all the teams together and having a 16 team uh, format uh, playoff format. So, uh, which I think would be very interesting um, that it would, You'd have a lot of matchups where you'd have actually Eastern and Western Conference teams playing um, in the first round, uh, which to me is very, very interesting. Um, right now I have a bracket pulled up. I'll go over it with you guys, um, what this, what it's going to look like as far as seeding um, if the NBA playoffs went to a um, sweet, kind of like a sweet 16 format. And this is what it's going to look like with the current standings as it is now with tiebreakers and everything. So the one seed, you would have the Milwaukee Bucks, and they would be playing the 16-seed Orlando Magic. So that's um, that's what it would have been regardless in the Eastern Conference. The Magic were the 8-seed and the Bucks were the one seed. Um, so that series wouldn't have changed much. Um, even on neutral court, Milwaukee is the best team, hands down. Uh, the Magic would not stand a chance in this series, unfortunately. So you could have them move on um, to the next round, um, in my opinion. Um, next, in the 8-9 matchup, they would play the winner of the 8-9 matchup, which for me, this matchup is probably one of the most exciting matchups in the first round that there would be. It would be the number 8 seed uh, Miami Heat versus the number 9 seed Oklahoma City Thunder. Both teams that are up and coming right now that nobody thought would be in the positions that they're in at the beginning of the season. You had Oklahoma City with the addition of uh, Chris Paul in the Russell Westbrook trade. A lot of people thought Paul uh, Paul's CP3 was going to go in there and kind of wreak havoc and demand trades and didn't want to be a part of that team. Uh, but you saw him do the complete opposite where he took guys like SGA under his wing, had an all-star season. He really got back to his old form there, and he led them to, um, uh, I think right now, currently they were the fifth seed, uh, fifth or sixth seed in the Western Conference. So um, definitely has them higher than what most people anticipated. And then you have the Miami Heat, which they had the acquisition of Jimmy Butler in the offseason. But even then, still people didn't really expect much out of them because nobody knew how good their young guys were going to be, and that's what actually turned them around. You had the emergence of Bam Adebayo uh, coming in, and he was an all-star player this past season, or this current season, I'd say, I guess. Um, And then you have the rookies, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and Kendrick Nunn, who since day one are just putting up numbers and playing a huge role in Miami getting into the uh, the four seed right now in the Eastern Conference. Um, so 
A uh, very exciting young team there. Um, Jimmy Butler, like I said, they have him. He's one of the best two-way players in 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 the league, and I think that's a that's a, a great first-round matchup, and especially on a neutral court. Um, anything can happen there. And you're going to hear me say that a lot on a neutral court because it, it's a huge factor. Um, you know, as you guys uh, can probably agree with me, you know, if you have a, a game seven in one of these away teams, you know, one of these higher seed team arenas, it's a lot harder to win there than it would be on a neutral court. So these these lower seeded teams definitely have more of an opportunity or better chance to pull off some upsets with the way uh, it's looking like it's going to shape out. Um, then we move on to um, the number two seed Lakers against the 15 seed Brooklyn Nets. Um, the only interesting thing about this series would be if KD decided to return. I know there's a lot of uh, rumors out there that he might come back and he might be healthy and he might want to start playing again, but who knows? Even if he does come back, I don't see them beating the Lakers. The Lakers are everybody's, you know, a lot of people's favorite to win the NBA championship. Probably my favorite as well. Um, it's hard betting against LeBron James, especially in the playoffs. And then obviously Anthony Davis was another top five player in the NBA. So KD comes back. Maybe it makes it interesting. Maybe the Nets steal the game, but that series is going to be Lakers all day. Uh, the next series, they would play the winner of the uh, 7-10 matchup in this format, which would be the 7-seed Utah Jazz versus the 10-seed Houston Rockets. Uh, excuse me. Now for this game, this is uh, – or this series uh, – excuse me, guys. Uh, that would be very, very exciting as well. Um, we have the Jazz who um, – have guys like you know Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, who since this whole coronavirus thing started, have been button heads and said the relationship's really rocky. And who knows how chemistry is going to be with this team? Um, you had a guy like um, Joe Ingles who just came out and said like, "Hey, I don't need to play basketball another day in my life. I'll go retire right now and just go to Australia and then chill and hang out. I don't, I don't need to play basketball." So it seems like their mindset is like they're not really into it and. Gobert back to, you know, his childish antics when he wasn't really taking the coronavirus seriously. He was touching the microphones of all the reporters and touching the players' stuff in the locker room. And then turns out once he tested positive for it, they tested the whole team. And Donovan Mitchell now has it. You know, it's it's one of those crazy things that, that ended up unfolding. And Donovan Mitchell, um, like I said, has openly said that him and Rudy's relationship isn't that great right now. So chemistry could be a huge factor on the Utah Jazz when when – play returns and then you have the Rockets who are obviously one of the most exciting teams with Russell Westbrook and James Harden they most recently went to the small ball lineup they traded Clint Compella got rid of their big man and now they got PJ Tucker playing a lot of minutes at center um, so Rudy Gobert could have a huge series uh, this ser- this series and without the Jazz having a legitimate big man but I'm sorry without the Rockets having a legitimate big man but uh, the Rockets, I think, pull the upset, actually, in this series. James Harden is the best player. They probably have the top two players in the series, and they're a lower-seeded team. You know, Westbrook and Harden um, are probably the top two players in this series, then followed by Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. And, you know, a lot of times in a seven-game series, the team with the better players do prevail. Um, so I like the Rockets to come out ahead in this one, which would set up an unbelievable second-round matchup with the Rockets and the Lakers. Um but, you know, moving on, we got the another great first-round matchup, which would be four-seeded the L.A. Clippers versus the 13-seeded um, Dallas Mavericks. Now, this one's an interesting um, series as well uh, because now you have the Clippers playing a Mavericks team who is no pushover. I mean, they got Luka Doncic, which is one of the best players in the NBA, first-time All-Star this year and only his second season. 
Uh, but he's a walking triple-double. You have Chris Stapps Porzingis, who's a great player as well. Um, but obviously the Clippers have Kawhi Leonard and uh, Paul George and all the all the trades that they made to get you know Marcus Morris Sr., Lou Williams off the bench. They got Reggie Jackson in a trade as well. They really um, got bulked up for this run, this playoff run that were, they were eventually going to go on. It's just taking a little bit longer to get there. So I think this series, I think the Mavericks take you know a game or two in this series, but I think the Clippers kind of win this in, in five or six games and, and they move on to the next round. Um, and then one of they would play the winner of the five twelve matchup, which is my other most interesting matchup uh, in the first round, or most exciting matchup, which would be the Boston Celtics versus the uh, twelve seeded Philadelphia seventy sixers. This is just another rivalry that's getting renewed. Um, the Sixers and the Celtics uh, don't like each other, which is awesome. You don't see that these days in the in the NBA, and these are actually two teams that um, have not gotten along with each other over the last couple of years. The Celtics have had the Sixers numbers. Uh, I'm sorry, number over the years, especially going back to two years ago where they beat them in five games in the playoffs. And then even regular season games, they've been beating the Celtics have been beating the Sixers. They've won the regular season series um, multiple years in a row um, up until this past season or this current season. I keep doing that a lot because this break has been so I keep thinking we're like in a different season and we're not. Um, <laughs> but even in this uh, in this season, um, this current season, the Sixers have actually beat the Celtics three out of four games. Um, so they've had their number this year, and Joel Embiid has had a huge game against them, huge games against them. They don't have an answer for Joel, but I do think the Celtics ultimately would prevail in this series. I think this is a series that goes seven. Um, I do think Jason Tatum is the best player in this series. He's definitely shown that over the last couple of months of the regular season before it got canceled. This dude was ascending to be a superstar they have the, I think they have the antidote to uh, counter Ben Simmons with all their wing uh, depth. They have long perimeter defenders with uh, Gordon Hayward and Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, so they can um, combat that. You know the the Philadelphia's three point shooters, um, like but like I said again, Embiid's a, a whole different animal down there on the block, and they have absolutely no answer for him. Uh, their success over the years against them has been let Embiid shoot from from three. Um, and hopefully he hits a couple because then he just he keeps shooting them for some reason, even though he's a monster on the block and nobody can stop him. So I think that would be such a great series to see in the first round. I think the Celtics would prevail, though, in seven games, setting up a matchup with the uh, Clippers in the second round. And then um, go moving on to the other side of the bracket, the final two series, we have the three-seed Toronto Raptors taking on the 14-seed Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, how awesome would this be for the Memphis Grizzlies? Instead of playing the Lakers in the first round, if they stay with the normal format and a 1-8 matchup, you have to go against the uh, Toronto Raptors, which the Raptors aren't a pushover, but they're obviously not the Lakers. The Lakers are the prohibitive favorite to win the NBA Finals. Uh, The Raptors are a team um, that is very, very good. Uh, but they're also a team that's very good at home, and they're not. Ha- they don't have home court advantage. It'll be a neutral, neutral court. They do have playoff experience. They have NBA Finals experience, having won the championship last year. Still got guys like Van Fleet and Lowry and Siakam and Marcus Sol, all great players. Um, but then you have the Grizzlies with with John Morant, who um, is an unbelievable player in his first season, who has led the team in the Western Conference to the playoffs. Jaron Jackson Jr. should be healthy. He was hurt before the season ended. He should be back healthy. Um, so I think it'd be a really, really good series. I think Toronto probably pulls this out, but I think it goes six or seven games um, for the 14-seeded Memphis Grizzlies. 
Um, and then we comes down to our final series, which would be the six seed Denver Nuggets versus the eleven seed Indiana Pacers. Um, so this is going to be another interesting matchup because the Pacers were an injured team. They had Oladipo that was out who just recently came back before the season ended. Um, he was playing for about two weeks, and then um, you know season got canceled. So he'll be even more healthier. He's their best team. I've said this on multiple podcasts and past podcasts that the Pacers would only go as far as Victor Oladipo can take them. Um, and for the Nuggets uh, to not be playing in Denver as the higher seeded team, I think that hurts them because obviously the altitude there it affects teams going in. I mean, now you have to play at a neutral court, um, but they do have guys like I said, top top tier players like Jamal Murray and Jokic, and um, I do think that's a close series as well. I think that series goes six or seven games as well. Um, so a lot of these second round matches would be very very exciting if this way if this is the way if like even if just all the Higher seeded teams won, and there were no upsets. Um, you could have you could have the the Heat and the Bucks in the second round, Clippers, Celtics, uh, Raptors, Nuggets. You have these Eastern Western Conference cross conference games uh, series. Uh, super exciting stuff. Um, I would love to see the NBA adapt adopt this format um, and and see where that goes from there. And, and maybe if it goes really really well, uh, they can continue to do it. Uh, going further so uh, that's just some things that the NBA might do going forward like I said nothing has been set in stone as far as what they plan on doing or what the format is um, but the latest word is that we should find out this week um, you know if that Disney deal is definitely going to get done which it looks like it's going to and then I'm assuming not too far after that we'll hear about the format and who which team is playing what if they're going into the playoffs if there's going to be regular season games because you can't just start up like that, you need to give teams ultimate time to get prepared for this. You need to give coaches time to prepare for certain teams. So players and coaches and teams are gonna need are gonna know have to know um, you know what's going on pretty soon in order to get ready for July 25th, which, like I said, is the um, hopefully is the start date um, that has been talked about and that's gonna happen for the NBA. So um, thanks for joining me, guys. That's about all the time I have for today. Thanks again for listening to episode 13 of Hoop Dreams. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as all other podcast platforms. Make sure to leave us a review while you're there and let us know how we are doing with the show. Also, make sure to follow me on Twitter at HoopDreams underscore MB and my co-host Steve Lewis at SLewis5656 for all the latest updates with the show. We are now live streaming all episodes and love the interaction we have been getting from our listeners. If you are interested in tuning in to a live show, just stay tuned to our Twitter accounts and we will let you know when we will be going live. We will be back with another episode next week. But until then, remember to always follow your hoop dreams. Hoop dreams.